With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Passes the rock. He constantly bricks threes. And he'll completely hack you and then put his hands up and say, no foul, no foul. With Geico, it's easy to switch and save on car insurance. No need to fake an ankle sprain because you're absolutely exhausted. So switch and save with Geico. It's almost better than sports. Welcome back in the Todd Brownlkamp Show with Alex Kuhn coming your way on Eastern Iowa's home for ESPN Radio, 1600 AM as well as 1023 FM in Cedar Rapids and 1063 FM in Iowa City, plus the all-new Jim O.T., featuring SB Nation radio programming and more on 107.5 FM here in Cedar Rapids. Rob Howe of HawkeyeNation.com settling into the studio with us, which means only one thing on a Friday. Time for another big hour brought to you by Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Steve Anderson and his crew doing great work for now 16 years in Iowa City. And while we've got his attention, congratulations Going out to Steve, I know his son just finished up year number two of his college basketball career, so time to uh, sit back and enjoy the end of the college basketball season. Just give Steve more time to watch his beloved Iowa Hawkeyes. And speaking of the Hawkeyes, big win last night over the Ohio State Buckeyes at Carver Hawkeye Arena. We'll get into that with Rob a little bit more once we're finished up with our next guest, but... Happy to have with us a guy who's getting pulled in a lot of directions this time of year. He's probably keeping tabs on the Iowa baseball team as it heads west to San Diego, but his heart and his body still in Iowa City where the Hawkeyes will be traveling to Michigan State on Tuesday. It's Connor McCaffrey. Hey, Connor, thanks for joining us. Todd and Alex here along with Rob, and congratulations on yet another big win last night. This is This has been a fun season for you guys. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you. Uh thank you for having me. Um it was it was very fun last night. Uh got out to that great start and you know, kinda never really never really looked back and you know, it was I mean, it was fun, you know, great crowd and uh it was really really good game to be a part of. One of the things that I think sticks out about this team in particular for a lot of people that watch you guys is it seems like you guys play with a confidence and an edge. It doesn't see, you don't back down to anybody and, and and when the game gets close it feels like you guys believe you're going to win the game down the stretch. Do you do you guys collectively feel that at all times out on the court? Um, you know, I think we do. I think uh we have a really a really tough group, tough-minded extremely competitive group um and you know when you have guys that you know we i mean we play really well together then on top of that you know like i said earlier we're extremely competitive so it's like you know we know what needs to be done and we're 
we're really not going to, you know, it's, we're not backing down to, to anything in those kind of cases because, you know, we just, we just want to win. And that's kind of, that's kind of been the, the message so far this year. Connor, there, I think there's a belief out there, and I'm not sure if you're aware of it, that people look at you as a two-sport athlete and feel like your better chance to play professionally is in baseball. And I had somebody to reach out to me on on Twitter the other day asking me again when you're going to quit basketball and just focus on baseball. And I try to explain to people that it's this is a situation where it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that you're going through right now with the ability to play two sports in college do you think about that at all, or is it just, you know, hey, I'm a two-sport athlete, and I'm going to do this while I can? Yeah, you know, it, I think I think that's what it is. Like you just said, you know, I'm kind of, I'm just, I'm going with it right now, and I'm not really, I'm not thinking about when I'm going to quit one or quit the other. I'm going to, and to be honest, I'm not going to end up playing one just because I have a better chance professionally at that either. Like, I, I'm not, you know, it's not like I'm, you know, just going to eventually quit baseball or quit basketball. I'm going to wait and see, you know, what, which sport, like I'm truly, you know, loving and enjoying. And, you know, if that's, if that's baseball, then it's baseball. If it's basketball, then it's basketball. You know, I'm not, I'm not worried about, you know, my future necessarily yet. You know, I'm not trying to think about that. I'm just trying to think about the present and like, what we got going with this team right here. And, uh, and then what, once I move into the baseball season, what we got going with them and, just continuing to focus on, you know, the the present. We'll get to uh, back to the baseball here in just a little bit, but back to last night's game against the Buckeyes. How enjoyable was it for you guys to see guys like Cordell uh, have the game that he did? Some of the some of the role players step up and have such a huge role in a victory last night. It was it was awesome. I mean, you know, Cordell was great. Bakari was great. Uh, Ryan was great. Um, I mean, in a game and against a team like Ohio State, especially when CJ's out, you got to have guys step up, and, and they did. I mean, it was you know to a T. Everybody, you know, everyone did their part, and you know that's what makes a win like that so fun. Is you know everybody's happy, everyone is, everyone feels like you know they're a part of it, and you know we're you know we're all celebrating together, and you know it's just one one big one big collective group and you know that's and that but you know for the most part that's what it's been this year is you know we all we all have tremendous faith in each other and I think that that's you know kind of why we've been as successful as we have been is because of the trust that we do have for everybody on the team you talk about roles and you talk about you guys being able to play well together the role that you're in this year, where you're playing a little bit more off the ball, it takes advantage of, of your, your great passing ability and, and, and your length. Do you feel more comfortable in the spot that you're at this year and, and the, the way that it kind of takes advantage of your skill set? Um, I don't, yeah, I mean, I, I like you know, kind of being the, the utility guy. Um, you know, I, whether or not I'm more comfortable, you know, it's probably like I, I, feel, you know, I feel like I'm pretty, pretty comfortable in whatever position I'm in kind of but you know being moved around the way that I am you know it's, it's been interesting this year and you know I've, I've guarded you know I mean I've guarded Anthony Cowan and I've guarded uh you know Georgie from Illinois like is it you know that that, that type of thing doesn't happen um and it's, it's been fun because you know I'm I'm learning but I'm also kind of I'm just I'm trying to do whatever you know the team needs whether whether it's you know, last night I technically started at the two, um, 
couple games ago. I started at the four. I played the played the one down the stretch at Indiana. Played the one last night. You know, in certain certain cases, but you know, also you know, for me, when I'm being moved around like that, it it's a lot due to the other people as well. Like BK also knows the two spots, so if I move to the one, BK can play the two. Weezy can still play the three. And uh, you know, and whatever else happens, so it's kind of it's it's been that way the whole season. Wherever you are, you're a facilitator. Whatever position you're at, you're you're the guy that helps facilitate this offense. When you're diagnosing things, you know, especially at the beginning of games, when you look at what teams are trying to do against Luca and and Joe Wieskamp, are you amazed at all the different tactics that are being used to, to try to slow those two guys down? Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been, it's been interesting. To see. I mean, we've seen, I, I feel like we've seen pretty much everything at this point. I, at least, you know, I, I, you would think, you know, whether it's, whether it's single coverage and staying home on everybody else, or it's uh double or even triple teaming, like Nebraska basically tried to triple team him even quadruple team him or something like it was unbelievable what they were doing so it's like the, the different ways that teams have been playing him um it, it helps us to get the ball into him early and get the ball to wheezy early so that we can figure out what they're doing one and then two adjust throughout the game so like you know whether you know if it's an early turnover that happens or it's an early you know bad shot contested shot we'll learn from that. You know, I, I try to learn from that at least and say, okay, well, if they're playing them like this, then you know, if I get them the ball here and somebody flashes, you know, cuts to the lip, cuts to the rim or I circle behind the double team, we're going to get an open shot. And that, that's the kind of thing that, you know, like me, like I'm always trying to figure out and look for is, okay, let's get Luca a touch on the first possession. Let's get Weezy a touch on the first possession. And see how they play it. Connor McCaffrey joining us here on KGYM. Eastern Iowa's home for ESPN Radio and more. At what point this year, Connor, did you realize that maybe you were dealing with a different animal in Luca Garza? Um, to be honest with you, it was summer workouts. Um, it wasn't really even this year. Summer workouts, I'm telling you, he, he, he didn't miss a three for – it had to have been a month. Like, it was unbelievable <laughs> – uh, he he was making jump, turnaround jumpers, pick and pop threes, wasn't missing, just taking over workouts, and it really in the past, like if you got it to him on the block, like he would he would score at, a, at an efficient rate. But this wasn't that. This was dominate dominating, and uh, and I think that at that time I was like, okay, he's really going to be something special this year. And I think him, I mean, I think he showed it pretty early on. You know, it was. Uh, in Vegas, you know, he was he stepped up huge. I mean, he sco- scored early on, pretty much religiously, and he's always been a really good scorer. But I think it was the, a lot of the other stuff that was good to see. I mean, he's blocking shots, he's taking charges, he's moving his feet better, so he's not getting in foul trouble. You know, so that so that's like kind of the work on his body that he's done. Um, he's passing out of double teams a lot better, and it's just his all around game has improved. How amazing is just the relentless energy, too? At 6'11", 260 pounds, he seemingly just doesn't get tired. Yeah, no, he really doesn't. And, uh, you know, I think, I think you got to credit that to his, uh, his work ethic. I mean, he, he works, you know, at an at a extremely high rate. I mean, he's always doing something. Um, you got to give his dad some credit for that, you know, the workouts that he puts him through. And, like, I remember – I saw a video or something. He's got like sleds taped to him. He's running around 
football fields and stuff like you know it's just that kind of stuff but he loves it like you know that's his that's his thing that's his work ethic showing out and uh you know i think that that's why you know he's in tremendous shape now but he's been in really good shape for you know since the summer i mean he he rarely gets tired and you know he's an extreme competitor so even if he is tired he's not going to show it he's going to fight through and get to that next dead ball or that next media timeout Connor, another question I get a lot from fans is wondering uh, how Patrick's doing, how he's kind of, you know, how you guys are, are managing that, and how is he doing? Is he getting better? And, and what's it been like for you as an older brother? I mean, that's your younger brother trying to help him get through this. Yeah, no, it, it's um, it's been it's been good recently. I think uh, in terms of you know his spirits, um, you know that that's the thing you know, you worry about the most, I think, is you always want him to be in good spirits. You want him to be happy, um, feeling good. And, you know, that's kind of, you know, part of the part of the issue is, you know, there's days where he might not necessarily feel good or, you know, the ups and downs, like he might feel great one day and the next day feels terrible and it's kind of a letdown. Um, but, you know, that's where, you know, we have people always trying to help. Like I'll always, you know, be in his corner, you know, regardless of what it is. And I'll try to, encourage him and you know just be there for him in whatever whatever sense that he needs and um you know i think that he has you know tons of friends that do the same and you know he's gonna he's gonna be all right we should say congratulations i know you picked up uh, some academic all district honors this week from cosida carrying a three five grade point average so you got a 3.5 grade point average you're playing basketball you're playing baseball what's the most difficult part of trying to keep all those balls in the air football or basketball baseball and the student athlete part of it um i would say it's definitely kind of right now in the in-between stages of both basketball and baseball and then adding academics to that um because like right now we're we're traveling, you know, midweek to tons of tons of Big Ten. You know, like last week we went to Indiana or Indiana Thursday, uh, Minnesota Sunday. So like I had a ton of homework last week. So I, I gotta figure out when I'm gonna get that done. And I have I have people helping me do that for sure, you know, whether it's my teachers working with me or, you know, if I'm you know, if I'm at home, like I'll constantly just be working on stuff. So, you know, that's always a plus. But uh, you know, missing missing class and because of travel and then worrying about basketball plus baseball, um, I would say it's right now is definitely the hardest, but it's it's going to get better for sure. Yeah, how often are you even able to get swings in and, and work with the baseball team at this point of the season? Um, I'm still being, I'm still able to go in a, a decent amount. Um, it, it sucked in a, in one stretch, like the baseball team had a bunch of you know live sets and practices and stuff that I would have liked to be involved in but i really just couldn't because we went there was one stretch where we went like 16 or 18 straight days in basketball with no day off like we were going game two-day prep game two-day prep game like stuff like that so i miss out on some stuff there but i'm still able to get in and just get bp from coach or you know get in and get t-work by myself i even have a couple of my friends you know flip me uh front toss late at night sometimes so you know, what, what, regardless of the situation, I'm still getting in there when I can and just trying to get as much work in as possible before I join up with the squad. Your dad had told us earlier this year how you have been a student of the game since you were a little guy and watching film and things like that. Do you see yourself being a coach someday? 
Um, you know, I definitely could. Uh, I don't really want to like pencil that in as yeah. of right now, but you know, I for sure, I for sure uh, could see myself being a coach. Um, you know, I there's a lot of things that are up in the air still, um, but you know, I I do coaching and you know, college basketball is what I know. Uh, that's that's pretty much the family business, and you know, if there's if there's anything, you know, that I know the ins and outs of it's it's going to be it's going to be basketball so i feel like that's that's not a bad place to start if i was going to be a coach well connor we appreciate you taking the time to join us and we know you're really busy this time of year so we won't keep uh, keep you any longer but congratulations <laughs> on the great season so far and, and good luck on tuesday in east lansing yes sir thank you i appreciate it thanks for having me connor mccaffrey joining us on the todd Bromwell camp show with alex coon Kids leading the country in assist-to-turnover ratio, and there are some people who are complaining that he's not a good enough scorer. I, I don't get it, Rob. I don't get where some people come from because as one of the texters is chiming in on the First Federal Credit Union text line, his nickname should be Glue because he seems <laughs> to be the glue that sort of is holding this team together this year. I mean, he, do, he does a little bit of everything. They don't need him to be a scorer. They need him to sort of run the show out there, take care of the ball, and and he's doing a fantastic job of that. I think Fran made a good point last night. And last night, the story was how the role players contributed because why? They scored. And that's what people know. Right. If they score points, people pay attention to that. But as Fran said, we don't have 19 wins if it's Garza and Wieskamp and nobody else. They, I mean, they need contributions from everybody and Connor has been the steady contributor. He's very underappreciated. But if you talk to basketball people, guys that have played the game, guys that coach the game, they have an appreciation for what Connor brings. You, you saw him play at Iowa City West. Yeah. I, this is exactly the type of player I thought he would be. Yeah. And which is a very important player on a basketball team and something that this team for years has been lacking a uh, sort of a floor general somebody that is a great passer a great post uh entry passer which is pretty important by the way on this team with one of the best or the best post player in the country and a guy that you can move all over the court and and put in a bunch of different roles is he going to be a, a slashing point guard a guy that's going to uh break you down off the dribble or score 30 points a night no but on a good team, he serves a role. And I honestly, I've said this a couple of times, I think he's going to get better shooting. I think that he has some shooting ability. It's just all about confidence with him. He had a big one last night early. Well, you, during you, that early run last night, and you can tell. You can tell the confidence. Yeah. When, when he hits one, <laughs> then he can make a couple. But uh, he, he's had a, a, a fantastic season and works perfectly for what they need him to do. If you look at Minnesota and Last night against Ohio Ohio State, total 11 assists, one turnover. I mean, I if you can't see the value in that, I, I can't help you. And I think more people do now. The, the critics are becoming less <laughs> and less, but you're, it's not easy being a coach's son at this level. That and is he, for sure. And he has – we've all been around Connor. If there's anybody that can handle it, he is built to handle – whatever you want to throw at him. He is a tough kid. And I would say that this team's personality, and Todd asked about this, that edge, 
a big reason for the edge is his personality. There doesn't seem to be any ego on this no. year's team, which is extremely rare in this day and age. Get mine. I got to get mine. And none of those guys have that. I mean, it's a major part of the reason why I think they're having as much success as they are because there's nobody trying to get theirs. It's okay on any given night if if Evelyn steps up and, and has a big game, they're happy for him. If Connor has a big game, they're happy for him. You know Luca's going to have a big game. So, <laughs> yeah. but, so off summer workouts, that's when they that's when the light bulb went on and they realized uh, something special could be going on here with the big man. And meanwhile, us chuckleheads are you know writing and talking on the air about ah yeah maybe they're in the NIT. Meanwhile, they're watching this guy. What did he say? Didn't make didn't miss a three pointer for a month. <laughs> See practice. that I, I just have to like. Think about what that looks like up close, where you have a guy who's 6'11", 260, 265 pounds, who doesn't miss a shot from beyond the arc and is in as good a shape as he came into this year looking. And of course, of course, that's when the light bulb's going to click. Like This is a rare thing. That's, that's the thing about Luca Garza. Late in games, the bigs that he plays against get tired. You 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 naturally get tired yeah. lugging all that weight around and he doesn't. Maybe he does, but he doesn't show it, which is absolutely incredible. That's that's the most amazing part of his game to me this year. I think Aturo had 15 on Sunday, which was the 6 below his average and Caleb Wesson had 10 last night before fouling out. So it's not just on the offensive end either. And give Ryan Creener credit, he's being asked to guard some of those other bigs as well and he's played He's been really good down the stretch. He's the lone senior. Pemsel's of you know in the same academic grade, but Creener's the only guy on this team that, well, and Evelyn, who's a graduate transfer, who will be out of eligibility, which has everybody asking what next year's team is going to look like. Well, you never know what the offseason's right. going to look like. We don't <laughs> want to put the cart before the horse there, but uh, – just an amazing season so far. He mentions the family business. There's another McCaffrey. On I see Jack's <laughs> tape is starting to. How old is he? He's, he's not very old. He's in seventh grade. Okay, the two guys: Jack McCaffrey and Yose Epinesa. It, I'm. I'm fr- <laughs> they look you like Gulliver for- out there with with the kids that they're playing at in junior high. Now I've heard Fran. I can't remember who said it, but Fran said I we were talking with Mac. I can't remember. Fran said that Jack is going to be the tallest of the he's, three boys. Did they say he's like I've heard like trending to like 6'10, 6'11 and skilled? Yeah, I'm sure Fran will hang around for that. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's fun to think ahead down the road real quick before we move on from Connor. Alex has got to get a big board in here, but baseball. I He's having fun playing basketball right now, but I just I'm with you. I think the pull of baseball's ultimately going to get him. I don't I think he's going to play both sports for his his college career. I really do. And then if you know maybe when he's a, a fifth year senior or going into that year maybe, but I mean we talked about he's a really valuable member of the basketball team, and if the basketball can, team continues to have success, how do you walk away from that? So I don't know. It's a I, if I'm him, enjoy it now. You, n- tomorrow is not guaranteed, as he said. 
He's not going to base it on where he may have the best professional future. He's enjoying the now. And and I think we should applaud that. We should all live in the now. Uh, and I'm glad you asked about Patrick because I was going to there as well. I think one of the things that's been unsaid about this season is how difficult this has to have been behind the scenes for both Connor and for Fran. But, you know, dealing with Patrick and the residual effects of the thyroid cancer and the medication that he takes and not being able to to get up to speed as far as the strength and conditioning goes and to have that go on and to still be able to have the season that you're having with that distraction because it's not just a, a teammate or a, a player that you're coaching, it's a brother and it's a son. I, I don't think we probably have, have focused on that enough. And like Connor was saying, they, there's days where they show up to practice and Patrick just isn't feeling well. And that's just, as you said, Todd, that's got to wear on you emotionally. I think last year might have been a little bit of a emotionally draining season for for both Fran and, and, and Connor as well, where you're hearing a lot of the noise, even though that Iowa gets to the second round of the NCAA tournament. And like we said, we come into this year and and we're sitting here saying it's a stretch if they can get to the NIT. But we this weren't year. wrong and it, at the time. <laughs> at the time, we weren't. I mean, what were we supposed no, I mean, to say? I mean, what I'm saying is it wasn't. it's not shock jockey. No, to that, that have been saying that back the, in somebody. I'm trying to find the, well, the exact the texture texture. that said, "Hey, I'm the guy that said we were going to win 12 games this year." So it's nice to know that we've we've gotten to the point now where everybody can 12 total or 12 call the themselves out. I'm hoping 12 total. Well, oh, okay, yeah. I mean we we had some solid takes from listeners at the beginning of the basketball season. So kudos to those who are still with us and willing to admit their mistakes. But at this at the time. It certainly wasn't being met with resistance from a whole lot of no. people. We didn't have a lot of people that were saying, oh, you guys are just trying to troll here. I think most people looked and said, well, you lose Bohannon 10 games into the season. You know that that's going to happen. And yeah, the ceiling isn't Tyler looking. Tyler Cook, Isaiah, Isaiah Moss, Moss, Nicholas Bear. I mean, there's they lost a lot off of last year's team. And here they are, a seven, basically a seven-man team. It's like the equivalent of Ironman football out there. Uh, we'll see. We'll get into Tuesday in East Lansing on the other side of the break. Uh, get some thoughts on some other issues as well. But first, Alex has got a big board update. The Iowa Hawkeyes moved to 19-8 and on the season last night with an 85-76 to win over 25th-ranked Ohio State. Luca Garza was great as usual with 24 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 assists. But the story of the night... The contributions from the the role players. Bakari Evelyn had 15 points and three assists off the bench. Ryan Creener pitched in with 12 points and four boards. Cordell Pimsel and Joe Toussaint both added nine points with Pimsel hauling in seven rebounds. The Hawkeyes are 10-6 and six in the Big Ten and are just a half game behind Penn State for second place in the conference. It was a tough night for the UNI basketball programs. The men couldn't overcome a slow start in Terre Haute as they fell to Indiana State 67-64. to UNI came roaring back from a 17-point halftime deficit to have a chance to tie the game on their last possession, but an A.J. Green three-point shot would not go at the buzzer, and the Panthers suffered their fifth loss of the season. They're now tied atop the MVC standings with Loyola at 11-4 in league play. The number one seed in the conference tournament now looms large with UNI's at-large chances likely done. The UNI women fell to Illinois State 69-61. to 
The Redbirds pick up the season sweep over the UNI women, and they fall. the The Panthers fall to fifteen and ten on the season. The Cedar Rapids Rough Riders are on the road this weekend in Plymouth, Michigan, for two games against the Team USA developmental team. One game tonight, one game tomorrow. Both will get underway at six oh five p.m. Central Time. High school basketball tonight. We have a girls regional semifinal matchup at 645 on 1600 AM, 107.5 and 102.3 FM in Class 1A between Springville and Sigourney. And then on 106.3, a 2A matchup as starting at 645 between West Branch and Wapolo. The Breslin Center has been a house of horrors for the Iowa basketball team for the better part of, oh, three decades. Any reason to believe that won't be the case on Tuesday? We'll get into that and more with Rob when we return after this. Planning for home and yard improvements in 2020? Get all the latest tips and trends from the experts at the 41st Annual Cedar Rapids Home and Builders Show, located at the Hawkeye Downs Expo Center in Cedar Rapids. This year's show features the best products and services for your home and garden. Stop by Friday, February 21st through Sunday, February 23rd to see the displays and attend informative how-to seminars. Plus, Papa Balloon will be making fun balloon creations for the kids. The 41st Annual Cedar Rapids Home and Builder Show, February 21st through the 23rd in the Hawkeye Downs Expo Center. Show hours are 4 to 8 p.m. Friday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday, and noon to 5 p.m. Sunday. Admission is just $5, and children under 12 are free. Sponsored annually by the Greater Cedar Rapids Housing and Building Association. You work hard, and you deserve to get the most for your money. Like health insurance coverage with the largest, most accessible networks, so you can choose where you want to go for care. Like having multiple plans, so you can choose the coverage that works best for you. Mostly, you deserve to have the health insurance expertise Iowans have been trusting for over 80 years. Wellmark Blue Cross and Blue Shield. To find the small business or individual plan that's right for you, talk to your local agent about Wellmark today. Get started at wellmark.com. Is one of your New Year's resolutions to remodel your home? Look no further than Alexander Lumber and Answers by Alexander. Need new doors? They can help. The same goes for hardware. Are you looking for new cabinets? They can design the new space of your dreams with beautiful, well-born cabinetry. And they have lumber, of course, but also decorative shiplap and other trim as well. If you're remodeling in 2020, consult with the designers at Alexander Lumber, 4340 420th Street, or Answers by Alexander, 1534 South Gilbert Street, both in Iowa City. Life gets real when you think about your son or daughter's future. College costs more than it used to, and careers have changed a lot, too. So do you want to let your kid graduate with a mountain of debt in a tricky job market? Probably not. Consider a smarter option, Smart 263. Their apprentice program has stellar training, excellent support, and a game plan for a great-paying career without spending a dime on school. Get all the details on their apprenticeship program at smart263.org. Sheet Metal Workers 263, helping you win at the game of life. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
You get your sports fix on KGYM. Now, satisfy your need for Smart Rock on Smart FM. Just John gets you going in the morning from 6 until 10. Greg's with you middays and serves up hot and fresh Smart Rock on the Smart Rock Smorgasbord. And Rick's got all the best tunes for your drive home from 3 to 7. Smart FM also offers extracurricular activities on the weekends, like live from the soundboard and where it's at. When you need Smart Rock, there's only one place to get it. Smart FM, 95.1 Cedar Rapids, 98.5 Iowa City. 5.34, we welcome you back in, and I don't need to know, I don't know who needs to hear this particular public service announcement, but at lunch today, I wasn't paying any attention, I grabbed a grabbed an energy drink that I didn't realize the particular flavor of it, birthday cake bash, does not go well with Chinese food. I just uh, want to put that, want to put that out there. Look I, at you drinking the... The creatine, I the, the creatine energy drink. Is that what it is? I, yeah, there's creatine. You really in that. should Look at you. pay attention to what you're putting in your body. But I'm almost forty. I'm not going to start started lifting now. on us. And the only thing I've been lifting is twelve ounce curls. The old joke goes. Welcome back in the uh, Todd Brownell Camp Show with Alex Kuhn coming your way on sixteen hundred AM Eastern Iowa's home for ESPN Radio KGYM. Also, 102.3 FM in Cedar Rapids, 106.3 FM in Iowa City, and the all-new Jim OT, 107.5 FM here in Cedar Rapids, featuring Rob Howe's favorite former Des Moines radio personality, <laughs> Matt Peralt, on Pushing the Odds from 12 to 3. Speaking of Rob Howe, HawkeyeNation.com in studio with us. Last night, Ohio State, big win for the Hawkeyes. You immediately have to look ahead to Tuesday in East Lansing against Michigan State. This isn't a killer Michigan State team, but that building, there's bad mojo there for Iowa basketball. There's some, There have been some really good Iowa basketball teams that have gone to East Lansing and come away with their tails between their legs. What's, what's different this year? What could be different this year? We had Thomas Bendit on earlier. He said they don't have the same role players that they – the. The stars, Cassius Winston, they've got the starters. They don't have the bench that they normally do. Yeah, they lost. I mean, McQuaid was big for them last year. Goins was big for them last year. They had, and and the guys that are filling those roles this year, Rocket Watts, um, Henry, guys like that are still pretty young and they haven't taken, losing Langford was just huge for them. If they had Colossal. him as a, as a, a three-point slashing guy on the wing that they usually have a guy like that would have been big. But, uh, yeah, they definitely look mortal this year, particularly in East Lansing. I think Penn State and Maryland both won in East Lansing this year. Those are good teams. They're the top two teams in the league. But I, you have to feel better about Tuesday's chances than most years. Now they're saying that, they'll probably go and lose by 20. You remember the big... <laughs> I'm not going to call it a controversy, but there was a discussion last year during the NCAA tournament when Tom Izzo absolutely berated a player on on the bench. And that was Henry. Wasn't that it? was Aaron Henry, yeah. and that's kind of the point I'm getting at. I don't think that he's necessarily developed the way that they hoped that he would. They wanted him to be this this, this uh, kind of big time scoring wing, and he hasn't done that. And you, like you said, the Langford loss is huge. They just don't have. Like you said, the, the the outside shooting, the the um, role players that they usually do, and the losses at home are just sort of staggering. A team that came in preseason number one, they're sitting here with 
and and I don't know what I don't know what to do with them if I if I'm looking at a bracket yeah. uh, in, in the NCAA tournament right now. Could they make a run? Yeah, that's Michigan State. It's Tom Izzo. But, I say never bet against him. But I I said that one year and they lost in March. They in lost March. in a two fifteen game to Middle Tennessee, and this this is. I think we'll get a kind of like one of those teams. We'll get an idea here at the stretch how they right. do down the stretch right. here. If they can pull it together and, and you know win some games down the stretch here, then maybe they build off of that. I think, and you guys know you've watched Iowa all year. Huge on Tuesday. Does CJ Frederick come back into the lineup? Does that does that second consistent three point shooter? take some pressure off a of Wieskamp on Tuesday. You put it best last night on on Twitter. The fact that he was a game-time decision seems to bode well. Now, he could be a game-time decision for the next two weeks. We don't know. But you use that language. And how quickly he came back from the, the January foot issue, you'd think, okay, maybe this kid just has a little bit better recovery time than some other athletes do. I, I don't know what to expect on Tuesday. I do know this. Izzo ain't starting uh, Jack Hoiberg <laughs> on Tuesday again. That was a neat moment last night. I don't know if you saw the clip of I Fred the, Hoiberg. Was it? Was it? It was kind of nice, but it was also a little bit condescending. Like, hey, it doesn't matter who we put out here. We're going to beat you. Well, <laughs> yeah, Hoiberg. Exactly. Hoiberg. I was telling the story after the game last night that they always have a manager come in and give them the numbers of yes. the starting lineup, and he's going, "Who the heck is ten? And it's his own kid, and well, yeah, it was a little bit of a. Eh, we can start. They struggled early, yeah. and then they wound up putting Nebraska well, away down the stretch. If either Jack Hoiberg or Stephen Izzo are in this game at any point, <laughs> things did not go well for the Iowa Hawkeyes. I will say that. I just I keep going back twenty some years ago when they had my managing editor at the Daily Iowa and had the great idea that he thought they were going to be competitive against Michigan State. He 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 sniffed a win. Sent me all the way out there, and Iowa got run out of the gym. Was I mean, that the one with Worley where it was like twenty-one to two, like five minutes into the? There was one I covered out there, and, and I don't know if they still do, but remember they used to sit you, the the media like right in front of the end zone. Yes, so it was just people screaming at the <laughs> yeah. back of your head for two hours, and I remember that going out there and watching them. It was I think it was twenty-one or twenty-three to two. At the beginning, that and may have been like, the yeah, only th- the only thing I can remember about that was that was the day that Dale Earnhardt passed away. Okay, I was in East Lansing, Michigan, when that happened, and we were in the media room, and that, and I couldn't get the story sent back. This is in the nascent days of <laughs> dial-up connections and the internet, and so I had to use a phone and transcribe the story over the phone, I've and I had my. Our good friend Rick Brown, formerly the Des Moines Register, uh, was now doing stuff for you at HawkeyeNation.com. working for us. Sitting to my right, and I'm thinking, oh my God, I've got the, the Register beat writer here. He's on deadline, and I'm bothering him by having to dictate the story, and I'll never forget. I finished up. I'm mortified, red-faced, and Rick just stops typing for a second. He goes, not bad. <laughs> And then he went back to typing. So what that has to do with the price of tea in China or Tuesday in East Lansing, I have no idea. But 319-366-1600 if you want to use the First Federal Credit Union text line to reach out to us here on the southwest side of Cedar Rapids. Rob Howe of HawkeyeNation.com with us for about uh, 13, 14 more minutes here before we part ways for another week. We mentioned Kevin Warren was in Iowa City earlier today. I know uh, neither one of us was able to make it there, but uh, former college teammate 
of Fran McCaffrey, the new commissioner of the Big Ten. Uh, he was a freshman when Fran was a senior. He said he he's never learned more about basketball from anybody than he did from Fran McCaffrey. I thought that was kind of a neat quote today. Yeah, and we somebody asked Fran about we had a press conference Wednesday leading up to the Ohio State game, and somebody had asked Fran about Kevin and what it was like, and Fran told a similar story that he knew, you know, that Kevin was, you know, his future was going to be bright based on that season and and how much he wanted to learn. And um, Fran obviously was very happy and and felt like the Big Ten did did well in bringing him on. We'll see what happens. He's got big, big shoes. And hey, but he's come out swinging. When you're Fran McCaffrey, it's not bad to have a friend in the committee. <laughs> exactly. You know, if you're you're facing maybe a fine or something down the road, but you're right. He's uh, he's come out with some pretty strong positions on a lot of things. The Big Ten's going to be the driving force behind uh, some of the NCAA or some of the national legislation, and uh, pretty interesting things he had to say today about uh, some of the changes that are on the horizon for college basketball, college football, and the NCAA in general. This this name and likeness situation, it's going to change the game. It's going to change everything. And I'm not saying that it's not the right thing. They have to do more for the players, for the athletes. They just do. And however that, however they figure, that, that's what's so huge right now. The NCAA, the conferences, the commissioners, they need to figure this out now. It needs to be done now. And the legislation on one-time transfer is also going to be very interesting to see how this shakes out. Because Free agency, right? Yes. And once again, something that needs to happen for the, the sake of the player. But uh, I think a lot of people are wondering, when is this going to happen? Everybody, A lot of people agree, all right. This is something that the players deserve, that athletes deserve. When is this going to be an NCAA-wide thing? And it seems like the Big Ten, once again, is getting out in front of all of these issues. I thought the interesting quote that I saw, and I can't remember where what the genesis was, but I think it was one of the group of five commissioners or ADs basically said, what we don't want to be is we don't want to become the G League for the Power Five teams where, okay, we develop a kid freshman, sophomore year, and they get to be really good, and all of a sudden they're an Ohio State Buckeye. And I I think you run the risk of that happening, but for every climber like that, I think you're going to get more of the Luke Fords of the world where you know the, the Illinois tight end who was at Georgia Tech and wanted to transfer home and the NCAA said, no, you're not eligible. you got to sit out this year. Now his grandfather has passed away, so he's not going to get to see him play for the Illini. Everybody gets one. What you do with it is up to you. Just know that after the one, I think you make it really, really, really difficult to to leave and go someplace else. But Kevin Warren at the driving force there, and I agree with you. I think the name and likeness, there's obviously an opening there for high-profile programs with deep pockets to use that as an advantage. But I think where the real benefit could come, the other sports, you know, some of the Olympic sports, especially at Iowa with wrestling. We mentioned Spencer Lee all the time. 
Megan Gustafson. Megan Gustafson. Yeah. Non-football, non-men's basketball players that are still high-profile enough where they could maybe benefit a, a little bit while they're in college <laughs> monetarily. I think it's funny what people are trying to – now they're saying – they're trying to say – this is this is just going to open Pandora's box, and there's going to be you know, the underhanded, under the table stuff, and and you know that stuff is going on. Yeah, I was going to say no. Actually, that's it. the opposite of what's going to happen because it's going to be legal. If it's legal, then it's not going to happen under the table. But we've gone. I feel like we've gone down this every single step of the way. Remember, there was a time and place not all that long ago when these kids couldn't have jobs, right? And then it was. And then it was well, they can have jobs. Oh, some booster is going to pay them a you yep. know a no show job like it's Tony Soprano or something. The food, oh no, the you know they're, <laughs> the the haves are going to benefit here and the haves. Not. Well, look how much it's benefited these guys to yeah. be able to go grab a beef stick or a protein shake or a cotton candy energy drink, whatever. That birthday, my apologies. I don't, I don't think Doyle's stocking that over at the football company. You know what? <laughs> I won't be stocking it again anytime. So I'm going to start reading the labels a lot closer when I'm at the checkout. The text line guessed the brand of it, the too, right away. Line, yeah. I, hey, I'm glad. I'm just glad we've got people listening at this point. 319-366-1600. 3877 makes a really good point. In a state like Iowa, where there's no pro sports, you're going to benefit as well from having the ability to capitalize on your name and like imagine Luca Garza yeah this year at the height of his popularity there would be opportunities for him to Luke, to perhaps make a little peacock money he is at the height of his his marketability right now right i mean will he make a will he make an nba roster we'll see uh, i think he has a chance but right now he is at the height of his marketability, the pro- only problem is he can't profit off of it. And you can say the same for Megan? Yes. Or Spencer Lee? It was Nigel Hayes of Wisconsin who brought this whole thing up. Yeah. And it was the same, it's the same situation. A guy who was really good in college, a guy who in Madison is a local celebrity who would be able to make money off of his name and doesn't get that opportunity. The other Kevin Warren Thing from today, and I know Mark Morehouse wrote about this at the Gazette, but it sounds like he's really, really pushing for mental health awareness. And I saw we that. just I discussed this that. with DJ Carton, who mm-hmm. was not with Ohio State last night, but did return to school in Columbus. And Kevin Warren wants to make sure that they're taking care of student athletes, and that doesn't necessarily just mean their physical health and well-being, but their mental health and well-being as well. So. I, I think the Big Ten's got a pretty solid new commissioner here, and he, and he pointed out there's only five other guys. This conference has been around since, what, 1896, and he's the sixth guy yeah. to be there. I was uh, fortunate enough to know Wayne Duke yeah. a little bit, and everybody, uh, everybody's everybody got at least one Jim Delaney story <laughs> over the last 30 years. But I think Kevin Warren's going to be a guy who's not going anywhere anytime soon, and the Big Ten seems to be in, in good hands. And again, if you're Fran McCaffrey, probably pretty happy that you got a good relationship <laughs> with it. You're happy that when you were a senior, you weren't hazing the freshman who's now in charge of the conference. It's it's a good thing that those guys got along. No atomic wedgies. Yeah. <laughs> the locker room. I was really happy to see the mental health aspect. And we had that as a local story a few years ago. And we had Sean Welsh on this on this program as well, where Iowa was dealing with it's so prevalent. And 
it's nice that people aren't ignoring it. I think anymore. it's it's a lot more common than any of us probably acknowledge. Right. And it uh, something that I've always said here is it doesn't discriminate. You can be a world class athlete yep. or you can be a, a schlub nobody. It doesn't discriminate. And so the fact that the Big Ten's trying to be proactive about this and what we've seen is the Big Ten, it sounds like a, a something that a homer would say, but the Big Ten has a history of leading change in college athletics. And once the Big Ten speaks up on something, other conferences come along with it. And I I can't see a, a single drawback here in saying, hey, we want to make sure that our athletes, our, our young men and women are put in a position where they can succeed and their mental health is taken care of. So uh, great stuff. There's a lot of great coverage out there across the multiple platforms. Again, I know Mark had the piece at the Gazette that I read earlier today. So check that out and I'll look forward to seeing what Kevin Warren has in store for the Big Ten. We'll take a quick time out here. We'll come back. Uh, We'll have just a few minutes to finish up. We'll get some of Rob's final thoughts on Iowa basketball and more on the way after this. Hey guys, spring cleaning is just around the corner, so get ready at Vernon Village True Value. Yeah, Jim, a heavy-duty interlocking shelving system is just $29.99, and a 2-in-1 24-inch push broom with squeegee is just $18.99. Right, Hal? And you get a free three-pack of best roller covers when you buy any gallon of Easy Care Ultra Premium or Platinum Interior Paint, too. Hey, want their ad delivered to your phone? Yeah! Just text Vernon Village, all one word, to 71441. Vernon Village True Value, 3501 Mount Vernon Road, Southeast, Cedar Rapids. Hills Bank is proud to present Corridor High School Athletics on the gym. Connect with a banker in office or on our Here app. Hills Bank. Connection is here. Member FDIC. Guys, waking up over and over to pee is not okay. But now, you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to pee at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-253-3660. Super Beta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-253-3660. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. Call 1-800-253-3660. 1-800-253-3660. I'm Joe Coy, stand-up comedian, and I'm here to toast my mother. Sam Adams is the best beer for this toast. It's grassroots. It's family. What I take from that is the same thing that I got from my mom. Mom, when you came to this country, it was to give the kids an opportunity that you knew that you would never have. Thank you for everything you sacrificed. So this is for you. I'm so proud of you. And I love you so much. Oh my God, bottoms up. Slow down, lady. That's good. Boston Beer Company, Boston, Massachusetts. Save the flavor responsibly. Nobody thinks twice about getting a second opinion on a doctor or a lawyer. But what about when you need somebody to work on your home, like an electrician, landscaper, or plumber? Somebody doing major work on your pipes definitely calls for a second opinion. So next time you get a recommendation on a pro, get a second opinion at Angie's List. As the authority on local pros, we offer thousands of reviews, plus business info, offers, and photos. Just go to Angie'sList.com. Hey, you want to feel great about who you're hiring, and we second that opinion. 
And we welcome you back in 5.53 as we enter the bottom of the ninth here for another work week. Local programming returning on Monday with Scott Unash and Mark Dukes at 3 o'clock here on KGYM. They'll have Cedar Rapids Gazette columnist Mike Halas along with them to wrap up the sports weekend. Plenty to look forward to next week. The Iowa men taking their talents on the road to East Lansing. Got about two, three minutes here, Rob, as, as we finish up. Four games remaining, two at home, two on the road. Are we looking at, if they bat 500 here over the final four games, 21 wins? I mean, that's it's nothing to bat an eyelash at, right? That would be what, 21 and 10 and 12 and 8? Yeah, I mean, that's... Sitting pretty. Yeah, that gets you a nice six seed in the NCAA, yeah. I would say, and that's where you want to be. You don't want to be in that seven game. I think you get to that six line and uh, you're in good shape. At Michigan State, and then you've got Penn State and Purdue at home, and you close out at Illinois. So you're looking at two home wins and two road losses, most likely. Although this has been a screwy year. We've seen the road team start to have a little bit better success in the Big Ten. Breslin Center is such a tough place to play, and then State Farm Center in Champaign also not the easiest place to go to. I'll be interested to see that Penn State rematch, though. When those two teams win it, added in the Palestra, that was a pretty good scrappy basketball team, a basketball game between two teams that I think at the time we probably had no idea were going to be as good as they have been. Both of those teams right now looking like they aren't going to play till Friday at the Big Ten tournament, which is kind of hard to believe. We've got this. The last four games are all pretty juicy. I mean, you've got the East Lansing angle, then you've got Penn State, the rematch of the 150 degree Palestra, then you've got Purdue, Purdue which waxed, waxed. Yeah. Iowa, and then the, the finale, the Illinois assistant coach going after Fran, got the, the rematch in Champaign, that will be fun as well. Ayodesumu back for Illinois. Right. This is going to be a fun end of the season. And how it shakes out, I, I was going to have a lot to do with how how this uh, th- this final couple of weeks shakes out. But like you said, two and two, probably a six seed. Three and one, maybe you're talking about a four or five seed in the NCAA tournament. And this weekend's games, you got Michigan at Purdue, Penn State at Indiana, Rutgers at Wisconsin, Minnesota at Northwestern, and Maryland at Ohio State. That's some pretty good basketball yeah. and games that'll have an impact on the final standings as well. So we'll see Iowa wrestling in action this weekend as well. The Hawkeyes wrap up their home schedule against Oklahoma State. We mentioned William Hill has a line on that. Iowa minus twenty three and a half over the Cowboys. Wow. Don't know don't know enough about wrestling. Is that to, nor- uh, is that like Standard? Are there normally lines on I don't think I came across it last. Don't ask how, don't ask why, but I came across it last night and I didn't listen Wednesday closely enough when Mark Ironside was on the gym class. Otherwise, maybe I'd have to listen to the podcast. We can listen to the podcast. We'll have ours there as well. Hey, don't forget poll question available for you on the website as well. What's the result of tomorrow night's big fight? The Wilder Fury second meeting. There will be a third meeting. They've already signed on for it. We give you five options. Emil's Hideaway on First Avenue Southeast is the sponsor for the poll question. Always great to have Rob in studio with us, and we'll look forward to seeing who we get lined up for another big hour next Friday. Again, thank you to Steve Anderson and his crew at Hawkeye Title and Settlement. If you did miss anything, including Connor McCaffrey stopping by to talk hoops and baseball with us, 
Thomas Bendit of BT Powerhouse and SBNation.com at 4.30 today. Our podcast is available online at KGYMRadio.com. Plenty of high school basketball on the way for you this weekend, including tonight, and it's all on the way next. Hey, this is Jay Farner, CEO.